Everyone, friends, family, listeners. Loved ones. <laughs> Welcome to Fire the Canon. This is the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon and decide which ones belong or not. Now I'll introduce your hosts. I'm your first host, Jackie. I'm your primary host, Rachel. And I'm Theo. I'm the producer. Executive producer. Award-winning executive producer. You've won some awards before, right? That counts. Not related to production, but yes. Technically true. Like perfect attendance, AB honor roll. I was the son of a parent of a terrific kid. <laughs> so your brother was the terrific kid? Oh, <laughs> that was a good one, Jackie. She rerouted that to hurt my feelings. I did. I rerouted it. Very good. All right. Well, awesome. Glad everybody's here. This is our first time recording after quite a long hiatus because Rachel went to Germany and then I um, went to Chicago and Rachel had COVID and Theo's still in New Mexico. So we're just all over the place and, you know, we're doing our best. But we are very excited because we're bringing you the story of the metamorphosis, which is actually a novella written by uh, my great love idol, um, muse. Grandfather. Grandfather. He's not my grandfather. What? <laughs> no, great grandfather. <laughs> Why did we say that? I can't be in love with my great grandfather. Mm. You're not in any danger. If you never met him, you could be. Yeah, that's true. Rachel loves accusing me of loving incest. So, <laughs> yeah. Jackie loves love in all of its forms. I do. <laughs> We're talking about The Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka, which was a novella that he originally published in 1915. I think a lot of people know the base of it, but surprisingly, I had never read it before. Um, and I've now read it three times. <laughs> Whoa. Why'd you read it three times? Well, the first time I read it, and then the second time, it was because I had forgotten it already. So I read it like several weeks back, like because we've been planning to record this for a long time. So I started reading it back in May as of recording. Today's July 13th. There was never a time in which Jackie read it in a timely manner. <laughs> like we weren't planning to do it right when she read it and then we changed. It was always like, quite far ahead of her. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I just I just thought, you know, this will be an easy one. I'll get it out of the way. But I read it in May and I was like, oh, this doesn't make me feel good. So I got a different translation instead, which was actually because I noticed <laughs> that Joshua had a copy of all of the stories of Kafka on his bookshelf. Right. So I didn't have to read the translation that I had on my Kindle. So I just took this off the bookshelf and read that. And I thought, wow, I really this hate this. This makes me this. feel great. <laughs> no, it made me feel... <laughs> I told Theo and Rachel, it makes me feel sick and sad. And then I read it again for the third time today. Just the first part, because that's the part we're going to be talking about. The story is split into three sections. Is there a company that does happy translations of all the books? Fire the Canon LLC. <laughs> I would love that. He turned into a beetle. And he was really happy about it. So I can tell a funny story. Mm -hmm. So this weekend, I went to Chicago to see my friend Michelle. So I was driving, and I stopped at this restaurant that I feel like lots of people probably have been to, but I haven't. And it's like A&W, like the place that makes the root beer, right? Oh. The place that makes the root beer, right. Yeah. That, that stands for hamburgers and root beer. Yeah. Good, Theo. Did you had you thought about that before? It's like this old like <laughs> Flash cartoon from the early days of the internet. I think it's a, a common joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a Midwestern thing, I guess. Um, so I'm driving through some bumfuck town in Indiana, and there's one of these places, and well, I and I pull up there. We have lots of listeners in bumfuck. <laughs> 
Yeah. How dare you? It's our largest demographic. <laughs> There's a huge spike in listenership from Bumfuck recently. <laughs> so I stopped there, and it's like this very old-fashioned one. Again, I've never been to one, so I don't really know what the situation is usually like. But it's like you pull up, and you flash your headlights, and somebody comes over to you, and you place your order. And then when they bring out your food, they bring it on a tray that sits on your window. So you, like, open your window, and the and the tray sits there <laughs> so you don't have to, like, keep something in your lap. Okay. I've never done this before. This is going to sound crazy, but just imagine this all happened extremely fast. So the girl brings out the food, and I put my window all the way down. And she's like, you have to put it up a little bit, or the tray's not going to have anything to grab onto. And I was like, okay. So I put it up a little bit, because she said a little bit. And I'm like nervous. I don't know. I just, the, everything about this place, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like scared. It was all new for me. <laughs> I don't, I didn't like being in Indiana. It was scary. Put up my window a tiny bit and she puts the tray on, but I had only put it up enough so that like one of the little tray clips had a purchase to grasp onto and the other one didn't. Mm. So she lets go of it and it kind of, you know, hangs there sideways a little bit. And oh, I no. thought, oh, I'll put it up a little bit more. So I put the window up a little bit more. But even though I let go of the button, the window keeps going up and it keeps going and going. And I panic and I just started hitting every button I could find. And I'm like, ah, and it's going up and like the things are all going to fall off. The water tips over. It spills on the waitress. It gets on the ground. Like stuff is falling everywhere. I finally managed to like get it to go back down. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, did it get on you? And she's ketchup packets and stuff are like blowing across the parking lot and she's like oh no honey it's fine I'm like I'm really sorry I've never done this before <laughs> city slicker she's like honey it is so fine now I'm gonna go close your trunk for you okay <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's like a perfect button on the end of the scene I know because I didn't even know what had happened and I was just like oh my god <laughs> would that scene be in a Jacques Tati film Theo uh, there's too much talking in it, I think. Um, what if it was totally silent? <laughs> too much talking, not enough staring at furniture. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Theo likes to see. <laughs> so you've never had the experience of your of your window going up, like after you press the thing. Isn't that like a feature of most cars? Yeah, I mean, I have, but I've never had like a tray of food perched on it before, so I never thought about it. I thought, <laughs> oh, I'll just put it up a tiny bit, and instead it... <laughs> I don't even know. Here's the thing. I was driving Joshua's car. I don't even know how to open the trunk. I have never been able to figure it out. I did it that time by accident, and I have no idea how to repeat it. Whoa. Well, here's how we figure it out. Set up a dash cam. Go back to A&W. Go back to A&W. Yeah. <laughs> and then we do the whole thing. I know. I just love that that punchline that she did not intend to even be a punchline, but she was so nice about it. Okay. Yeah. That's fine, honey. I'm going to go close your trunk now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so good. Do you think she understood as the window was going up that it was an accident? Or do you think she was like, what is she doing? Like, why is she doing this to me? This coastal elite. (laughs) Yeah. I think she could tell because I was like flailing around on the inside like a Muppet, just like, "Ah!" you know, I'm really not good at an emergency. (laughs) Did they give you more food or what happened? Um, Luckily, only the water really spilled and all the food was still there. So the funny thing, I guess this isn't the funny thing. I don't know why I said that because the funny thing already happened. Um, The less funny (laughs) thing is that when I finally did get the window to like a good point and and the tray was set up, I was like, I don't even like this. So I just brought the tray inside and put it on my lap anyway. Yeah. Like what are you supposed to do if it's like really cold? Just leave your window open? Well, it wasn't really cold because it was last week, but um, you know. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, do they do this all the time? I guess. What if it were really cold? Yeah. Yeah, then I guess she'd be cold. Oh, no. So uh, that's my story. She's sticking to it. You are so lucky you don't have a seat eject button. 
<laughs> you would have pushed it. Yeah, or like a blast off button or something. Yeah. Because it would have spilled a lot more than just the water. Or like fire missile button. Mm-hmm. Thank God you don't drive chitty chitty bang bang. That's all I can say. Yeah. Murder waitress button. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Very, very scary. Well, um, Rachel, you, like I said, had a very exciting international trip followed by weeks of illness. How have you been? Fine. Couldn't be better. <laughs> yeah. Just like four days of illness. Um, I was going to tell how you. How was your second time of COVID compared to the first time? Can you kind of rate and review? Yeah. So the first time I would give it zero stars. This time I would also give it zero stars, but I prefer the second round because the first time I was exhausted for several months and also I lost my sense of taste and smell. But other than that, no big deal. This time, I just felt like I had a really bad sore throat. Okay. This was fine. I'm compared. Rachel, like, busts onto the scene, like, look, I'm real happy for you, and I'm gonna let you finish, but the original COVID was the worst COVID of all time. For me, <laughs> yes. It was really bad. Um, okay. This time, whatever. Um, let's see. Oh, I was gonna tell a story that I think you guys wouldn't like, or you would hate to be involved in it, but you'll enjoy hearing it, I think. Okay. Well, thank you for thinking about us. Like, So you guys know that Steven is really, really bad at traveling, right? Oh, is he going to mind you telling the story? No, he's fine with it. He's bad at traveling? Yeah. Well, Rachel has been privately messaging me alone to tell me about all of Steven's uh, travel travails. All the horrible things he's been doing, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if Theo has as good of an idea as I do. He, he enjoys being in other places, but he cannot handle getting there. (laughs) Which surprises me, really surprises me, because Steven is, like, a very competent person, but he apparently can't. Well, that's that's his problem. That's his problem, is that he's competent? Yeah. Yeah. I doubt that. (laughs) That's also why I don't like it when he cooks. It's because... He's a good cook. He feels like if he's planning, like, if he wants things to go a certain way, they should do it. But if things don't turn out the way he likes... He, like, pouts for two days. Like, if he makes something that he thought would be really good and he thinks it's not that good, he's, like, grumpy about it. Oh. He's like God. Maybe. (laughs) He's like, flood this whole thing, start over. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Smite, smite. Yeah, he hates when things are out of his control, whereas for me, I'm like, chill. (laughs) If that were me, I would just always be grumpy because I'm always messing stuff up. Oh, no. She's like the Hulk. Yeah, I'm always. (laughs) Jackie's the Hulk of messing things up. (laughs) No, he just said it's a... It's easy. I'm always messing things up. But wait, but but you're not calm, though. You said that you freak out a lot too no but i don't pout for two days after yeah. it i just think just but there, that's another one of those yeah. and then I move on. <laughs> well well what was it what was the thing that because there are certain things that i might pout for two days about yeah there are things you might pout about but i mean not for cooking but okay i'll give one example when we were visiting our friends in cologne and we had to get the train to frankfurt so we could fly out so this was like two days from then and Steven was on the computer, like, trying to buy a ticket. And I had told our friends, like, yeah, Steven, he gets really, really grumpy when he travels. And they were like, really? That's hard to believe. So while he's doing this train stuff on his laptop, our friend says something to him. He basically is asking him, like, Steven, do you want another roll? Because we're having German breakfast with rolls and cheese and everything. 
And he's like, I'm doing this, or he doesn't respond. And then Lars is like, Steven, do you want another bread? And he's like, I'm trying to buy a train ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Our friends laughed a lot because they know they knew to expect that, I guess, but they didn't realize how bad it was. But so like nothing was going wrong. He was just like on the Deutsche Bahn website. If you offer me a roll... One more time, the whole operation's gonna sink. Yeah. So, but we had two really bad experiences at Heathrow. The first one is, uh, this one was okay. The first one, we had an eight hour layover. So we're like, let's go into London. Because Stephen has such a hard time traveling, I said, Stephen, you can decide when you want to be back at the airport and when you wanna start heading back. So I, like, let him do all of that. We were walking, and I had said, like, okay, this was part of the problem, is when we were at a restaurant, instead of using the restroom there, like, literally 10 minutes later, he really has to pee so bad. And we're, like, in the middle of nowhere, because we were just walking along the Thames, and I was having a great time, and we were close to the Tower Bridge. I was so excited, and he's like, (laughs) I have to pee right now. So we're, like, running all over the place, running for, like, 15 minutes. I found the Church of Scientology, and I said, I know they'll let you use their bathroom, and he's like, I refuse to pee in the Church of Scientology. So she tells me this, and I was like, he should have peed all over the Church of Scientology if he hates it that much, you know? Yeah, that's what I said. Like, go right up to the front door. But yeah, so he refused to pee there. That would be pretty bad, though, if you got him to go in there and pee and you, like, lost him forever. Like, they converted him that quickly. Yeah. Like, he joined the cult? No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. I mean, depending on how bad he needed to pee, if they were like, look, here's the cost of using this bathroom, he might be like, all right, fuck it, I'm a Scientologist now. Whatever. So my plan of walking along the Thames got kind of ruined, and he was like, well, we need to go to to this train station and there were two routes to the train station and one took like two minutes longer but we could walk along the river Mm -hmm. so I said I really want to do that and he's like if we miss everything then like you're gonna be in big trouble or like I'm gonna be so mad but so anyway so we got our train and the problem is once we were on the train like everything else took longer and longer and then we got to the airport and like the trains that go between the different terminals take so long it's like every 20 minutes and we had to grab these bags and whatever so anyway we ended up missing our flight but it turns out even (laughs) yeah even if we had arrived at the time steven wanted us to arrive we still would have missed our flight because he bought the tickets with american and it transfers to british and he didn't check into the flight on his app so we would have had to do it in person and their desk closes like way early. So when we went up to the British Airways guy, we were like, uh, can we please go through? And he's like, no. Why couldn't he have just downloaded the app and checked in? It was too late. The app closes by the time the desk does too. By the time the flight takes off. <laughs> well, the flight was still there. We would we could have made it if the guide let us through, but they he wouldn't give us our boarding pass. Anyway, wow. so the guy, we're like, well, we need to get on a different flight. And he's like, well, you bought it through Americans. So you have to talk to them. So I went to talk to American because Stephen was literally like I couldn't even look at him he was he was so grumpy and I'm like you need to get away from me right now so I made him leave 
and like go pout somewhere else. And I waited in line for 45 minutes. I finally got there and the person's like, the next flight to Frankfurt is in 30 minutes or something. And I was like, oh, perfect. And they're like, but it's a British Airways flight and their desk already closed. So you can't get a ticket. Well, why would they even tell you that then? When we talked to the British Airways guy, he could have said, oh, we have another flight in an hour. Mm. Do you want to go on that? But instead he's like, no, go over there. So anyway, so I talked to the guy and he says, he says, look, I'm not supposed to do this, but I will put you on the next flight tomorrow morning for free. And I was like, thanks. That's so sweet of you. Don't you love it when they say, well, I'm not supposed to do this, but, and then they do the thing you're wanting them to do. Yeah, I yeah. love that. What, what is that? so sweet. <laughs> or what if they say like, I'm not supposed to do this, but, and then they like shoot the person next to them or something. Yeah. <laughs> I like it better when they do the thing I want instead of just some random thing they're not supposed to do. <laughs> That's how I normally feel. That'd be great in some sort of irreverent comedy movie, mm-hmm. what Jackie just said. That'd be so good. Well, Rachel, didn't you say, like, Brits love your southern accent or something? So did you say something like— They do. That would be so sweet. Thank you, sugar. Bless your heart. No, I, I just use my normal voice, and they they still think I have a strong southern accent, so it's fine. Wow. <laughs> I don't think they know what a southern accent is, then. You didn't call any of them sugar? I don't think I did. So, okay. So we had a good time. We had a really nice fish and chips. We did all this stuff. Stephen did throw another fit later that night. He threw like five fits that day while we were traveling. So should I explain to the audience what has occurred and uh, what we are doing here today? Because of course it's going to come up. It's going to come up what what I did. Oh, it's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is an intervention I didn't realize I was walking into maybe. If it sounds to the audience like we're wearing different outfits and perhaps are in different houses <laughs> and using different machinery, Jackie's going to explain why. <laughs> well, guys, here's what happened last time. So uh, we went to go record and this was a few days ago. This was Thursday evening evening, right? Yeah. We went, we were recording and we had about an hour and a half long conversation. And just as we started to get into the book talk, a thing happened, which I didn't notice, which was my cat Eloise, RIP, um, just kidding. <laughs> um, wow. She unplugged my microphone and I did not notice. And another hour went by and we finished the recording and we did a whole bunch of things. And then I, uh, I realized that I had lost an entire hour of recording and there was no way to get it back. And I had to um, beg Rachel and Theo to re-record with me because we didn't we want to. Have- <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. I know none of us <laughs> wanted to do this. I don't think we fought very much at all against that. But honestly, it was unavoidable. You know, none of us considered that maybe Jackie shouldn't have a cat in her closet. At yeah, any that's point it's this. really on me and Theo for not telling you. I know not to let your cats in the room. <laughs> if only we'd said that to you before. Well, there's other reasons usually, <laughs> and no one has ever said because they might unplug the mic. I here's the thing: I can't believe this. My mic is sitting on a stand on my windowsill. Okay, okay, okay. But if I if I had said that, would you have no, stopped? Letting she would have still let the cat in. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I arrest my case. It's just because my door won't shut. We went over this whole thing. How are you keeping her out now? Well, now, now I have to lock her out of the whole bedroom. Hmm. Well, that's just un- unfair, I think. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying, so she she apparently unplugged my mic. I just don't know how I didn't notice this because it didn't make a sound. It didn't move the mic at all. And yet she apparently violently yanked the cord out of the bottom of it, which is like, don't you think it would have moved or done something? I think the mic should alert me if it ever gets unplugged. But it's cut off from its power source. How would it alert you? God damn it, Rachel. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We'll workshop this idea. Hmm. How and in what ways are you punishing her? 
And and how and in what ways are you punishing yourself? Because <laughs> <laughs> we already know how you're punishing us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I know how I'm punishing you guys <laughs> by making you redo this. Look, we've learned our lesson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, she's not allowed in the in the bedroom or the closet anymore, so that's her punishment. But also, <laughs> but I do cats. feel like... <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they haven't unplugged the mic yet. We have to give them a chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there's no one in here. That's Well, to my knowledge, there's no one in here. Um, I just have, I have cats in there sneaky and sometimes there'll be places you don't know that they are don't we have a tiny little one yeah she's the one that unplugged the thing well, she could be in there then <laughs> she's not as cute as i thought so anyway but also i do feel like it wasn't quite as funny as it could have been last time so this is a blessing well because your audio quality was so bad or yeah, yeah my audio it was, it was my fault everything was my fault all right this is a self-fulfilling prophecy because we made fun of my dad for being bad at the internet and now uh, the internet is bad to me Whoa. i i guarantee this one's gonna like this one's already better because because multiple times in the last episode, I think your Wi-Fi was so bad that I would explain something. Like, I would literally say something, and then you would be like, you would say the exact same plot point from the story. Wow. Like, that's like, kind of cool. I think five times I would say it, and then you would just repeat it. And I was like, why is she doing this? It's not very interesting, <laughs> but I think it was the Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Group meeting. Let's discuss this strategy. Oh, his general manager showed up, and then he said this, and Jackie would be like, yeah, so you know, like, his general manager showed up. <laughs> I would say things and then you guys would just not react at all. And then you would be like, guys, why aren't you laughing? Because Rachel just said the same joke. <laughs> or like, why aren't you even acknowledging that I said anything? It was so weird. Because <laughs> I didn't notice any lag. Anyway, this isn't very interesting. Let's just say it's going to be better this time and get right into it. It is. The buddy on the corner has got lag like us. It just did it again. I said, let's get into it. And the internet was like, Stop. Oh. Did you want us to laugh about that? <laughs> no, you guys froze as soon as okay. I said the. I said let's start talking about the book. No, you froze. Yeah, no, you, you froze. froze. No, no, you froze. froze. No, Rachel froze. Actually, Rachel froze. No, I didn't. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's undeniable that this episode is about the Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. Except, actually, last time Theo did try to deny it. Do you want to share your little Metamorphosis fact, Theo? <laughs> Oh, this is, yeah, one of the better facts. In the world. I do remember this, and I was glad that the the thing froze when it did, because I didn't really like this fact very much. <laughs> it's a fact. You didn't like it. Uh, a more accurate translation of the title into English is The Transformation. Okay. So if you guys refer to it as The Metamorphosis, I won't know what you're talking about. And I'll ask for clarification. Oh, that's the part I didn't like. <laughs> that's yeah. the part you didn't like. So the German title is D. Verwandlung, I think is what it is. Wow. Metamorphosis does have the same meaning, except that the German word, it's always something unnatural or like supernatural. So it's a word that's used in a fairy tale, for example, in like the whatever, seven swan princes and like the frog prince, whatever. Anytime there's that kind of metamorphosis, that's the word that's used. So the English word has also some like natural connotations like caterpillars to butterflies which the original title did not have mm. so there's your fact natural versus supernatural fact number one mm-hmm. i also saw when i went to go look this up because in the last recording we had a little bit of a disagreement about what the bug was i thought 
just because of my own reading of it. Um, well, we're going to talk about the bug in a second. <laughs> we haven't gotten to the bug. Because of Jackie's preoccupation with cockroaches, she yes. kept insisting that Gregor... Oh, spoilers. Okay, let's. we'll say it later. <laughs> uh, the metamorphosis... Not everybody is the, knows this story, apparently. My dad yeah, your doesn't dad, know it. Your dad might be the only person who doesn't. Henry, the metamorphosis is about a man who wakes to find himself transformed into a monstrous insect. <gasps> Some sort of monstrous insect. Note transformed not metamorphosized yes transformed <laughs> metamorphosed yeah, he, he didn't go to bed in a chrysalis and wake up a butterfly we know that oh. um he went to bed a human and he woke up something else in his letters he used the german word insect but um with a k instead of a c so that's how you know it's cool in german insect Ooh. so we know it was an insect but in the story he didn't call it an insect when he talked about the story to his friends he did call it an insect but in the story itself, he used another German word that's untranslatable, which actually means something more like... It basically just means like a horrifying vermin thing. Yeah, it means like an unclean creature, like a creature you couldn't sacrifice, basically. Mm. And it has implications of the vermin being a bug, but it doesn't necessarily mean bug. So he was, he kept the word that he used vague, although from the descriptions of Gregor, it's obvious that he is some kind of bug. So he had forbidden this insect or this creature to ever be drawn. Like in his publisher's notes, he said, nobody is allowed to put the the actual creature mm. anywhere on the cover of the book or in the story. It shall not be illustrated. And Vladimir Nabokov, um, who we'll definitely talk about in other episodes of his own, mm -hmm. totally disrespected his wishes. Everybody was disrespecting Kafka's wishes. Like his friend Max didn't burn any of his shit. Like he said he was going to burn everything after Kafka died. He had bad wishes. Yeah, he had bad wishes. His instincts <laughs> were so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. he What he wished for is the opposite of what everybody wanted to do. So they just did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the secret to getting people to do what you want is to want something that they already want to do whoa. <laughs> and not to want the opposite and then die. <laughs> Theo's like, whoa, I never considered that. <laughs> <laughs> also name repetition. Remember to say their name a lot. And hold eye contact. Is that like something you read in like how to like seven habits of highly affected people or something? No, what is it? How to win, win friends, friends and, and influence and, people. And influence people. And then influence people. And then influence Step people. Step one, win friends. <laughs> Step two, get them to do your wishes. Influence people. Oh. oh. Step three, don't die immediately afterwards. Right. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but I actually accidentally said seven habits of highly affected people, <laughs> which was which would be a whole other kind of book. <laughs> Yeah. Like you have to hold out your pinky every time you drink something and you have to mm. laugh like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that would be such a short book. <laughs> you have to sneeze really loud. and <laughs> so. Sneeze really loud? Oh, we're, di we're talking different kinds of affected. You're talking like affected with a disease. I'm talking like with affectations. No, no. He means when you're like, wahoo. Yeah. Some people have big sneezes as an affect. And you're like, come on, do you need to really sneeze that much? Oh, like you think they do it on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, my sneeze is all natural. Like, it is big, but it's natural. So when I sneeze and I'm like, oh, my God, like that, like everybody's <laughs> always like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, we're doing what? <laughs> Wait, so Jackie, you just decided to start doing that? No, I don't. I can't help it. That's just what my sneeze sounds like. Oh. You've heard me sneeze. Yeah, actually, he was talking about you. It was a really pointed remark. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> why would you sneeze at that moment? Because <laughs> I, I just got allergies, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. All right, let's move on. Um, okay, the story opens with like one of the most 
famous opening lines in literature, I would say, wouldn't you? It was a dark and stormy Which night. is, I'll read from my- It was the best of times, <laughs> I was a bug. <laughs> All happy families are alike. All unhappy families are Have bugs. Have one son who's a bug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, here's the first line. When Gregor Samsa woke one morning from troubled dreams, he found himself transformed right there in his bed into some sort of monstrous insect. So that's the first line. That's the first line. Now, um, we're they in this They could have said all of that in way fewer words. <laughs> Me bug now. <laughs> <laughs> or just bug, exclamation point. <laughs> Honestly, even just an exclamation point would probably suffice. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, we're only going to be covering section one. The Metamorphosis is a novella, which is split into three different sections. So section one is going to be the focus of this episode, and the second episode will cover sections two and three. Um, this was written in 1915. That's the history of this. And when was it baptized? But to continue what I was saying earlier, um, Nabokov did disrespect Kafka's wishes, and he did draw the insect as he saw it, which was apparently some type of dung beetle. I, not being a scholar of insects like Nabokov was, I, I have intensely observed cockroaches and I felt like this creature really seemed like a cockroach in its behavior. And we'll talk a little bit about the behavior, but mostly we're just going to give you an overview of the story. Okay, look, and, let me, yeah. I'm going to say two things about the cockroach. Number one, I think a lot of bugs behave in the way that you think cockroaches behave, which is basically like scuttling, <laughs> I think, was your evidence. No, but no, they are a little more weirder than other bugs because they're indestructible. They live a really long time even after they've been injured. I've destructed them. I've destructed them. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, but they're really hard to destruct. But also Bug Gregor is like constantly getting destructed like all over the yeah, place. Yeah, but he lives for weeks or months. Cockroaches are fast. They're very fast bugs. Okay, listen. This is the main evidence. So Nabokov was like an amateur. He's a very passionate naturalist and like an entomologist his main evidence, which maybe we'll do a bonus episode where we like read his little lecture about it. His main evidence was that the opening scenes or scene is like Gregor on his carapace, which is rounded such that he's like wobbling, wobbling back and forth, back and forth and like can't get out of bed and has like a rounded tummy and cockroaches are notoriously flat. Really? <laughs> so that wouldn't work. I wouldn't say that's why they're notorious. <laughs> they're notorious for a lot of things. Madagascar hissing cockroaches definitely are a little rounded. They're not rounded enough that they would be like wobbling, wobbling back and forth, back and uh, forth like that. They're really flat. Have you ever flipped one on its back? They can't get over. They can. Notoriously. <laughs> I go around with my house and I go around with my house. I go around my house with a little spatula and I just say flip, flip, flip. Okay, Baba Yaga. You just... <laughs> That was really good. <laughs> you reminded me of the worst thing I've ever seen, which was a cockroach giving birth one time. <gasps> you saw that? What? Yeah, it was so horrible. Why? How? <laughs> Tell us the story. I mean, it was like on its back, writhing, and the little thing was coming out of its, like, it looked like its butt. I guess they have other things. I don't know. Cloaca. Cloaca. <laughs> it just looked really nasty. What? I just, I'm really confused about how you came upon this. Like, it just gave birth, like, out in the open or, like, where you searching for it i sublet an apartment one time that had some roaches in it uh -huh. and so it took a little while to get rid of the roaches and while it was taking a while so I they were your roommates uh yeah i guess so we don't need to talk about this it's just the most disgusting thing i've ever seen oh my god that's all it's just the most disgusting thing he's ever seen yeah Roaches are funny. They like to get in like electrical appliances. Hilarious. It's really easy to get roaches in Houston. 
uh-huh. the the apartment where I first lived there, there were like I don't need to tell this story. There were roaches living in the blender. Just tell it. We didn't know for a long time. We we're like, where are all these roaches coming from on the counter? And we like kill them. And then one time we like tried to make something in the blender and we turn it on. And then all these like roaches like <gasps> flew out from the bottom and like their egg sacks and everything. Jackie would be dead. I actually just died. Good night, we need everyone. a content Bye. warning if we're if I'm gonna leave this. Yeah, in. okay. Unfortunately, that's really common. Like they love to get inside of microwaves and TVs and anything that's like warm. They love warmth. Oh, that's because it's warm. Yeah. So we do we share that characteristic, but you know neither of us can oh. live while the other survives. I've been trying to figure out what Jackie is this whole time, like Novikov with uh, with Gregor, and I think she's a roach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You did say I reminded you of the most disgusting thing you'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded. Oh God, that was really rude of me. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was bad phrasing. You just reminded me of the most disgusting. Hey, you know what thing you remind me of? The most disgusting thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what you're second place in now? My list of most disgusting things I've ever seen. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you slipped from first to second. <laughs> Cool. Uh, okay, listen, the audience isn't aware because they can't see us, but this morning, each of us awoke from troubled dreams to find ourselves transformed into some sort of perhaps not monstrous insect. <gasps> so let's all tell people which kind we are. I awoke from uneasy dreams because I thought we were recording at 9 a.m. and I set an <laughs> alarm for 8 and then I promptly fell back asleep. I had this like really stressful dream and I woke up and it was 8.58 and I was like, oh shit, I have to record with them in two minutes. And I like bolted out of bed and like got everything together and like set everything up and ran downstairs and like got my little Celsius drink, uh, not sponsored Celsius by the way, but um, very, very energy providing drink if you need one of those. We should be. Oh God, I know we should be. I would love to get some free Celsius. I would love to get some money. I would pay Celsius actually to be an advertiser for them. Honestly, I'd buy Celsius that they called it Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. What kind of commie shit is this? Yeah. So anyway, I did all that, got upstairs, and I was like, where is everybody? Turns out we're recording at six. Oh. Which you knew. You were the second person to be like, yeah, let's do it at six. I know. I have no idea what I was thinking. So I, what kind of insect does that? A confused one? Maybe I'm like a would be, <laughs> you know, like one of those carpenter bees that like is just big and dopey and just keeps like running into things with its head. Mm. That's me. Mm. Oh, yeah. I love those. Why did Theo say, mmm, I love those? Like he's eaten them before. <laughs> he loves them. I, 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 well, I forgot about those bugs and yeah, just picturing them just like flying into the same thing over and over. Aww, They're so bad yeah. at doing what they're supposed to do. Now I'm the third most nasty thing you've ever seen in your life or something like that. I, mm, I keep getting yeah. better and better. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Wow. What about you, Fee? What kind of bug are you? Uh, oh, I know. I'm a roach. No, Rachel's <laughs> the roach. Because Jacko and the roach. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Rachel's name was The Roach. No, yeah. I'm not The Roach. There's just always got to be a roach when there's Jacko. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay, so Theo's The Roach in perpetuity. So if you hear me going, oh, it's because I'm giving birth. <laughs> to some other roaches. And I'll I'll be a caterpillar, one of the ones that has, like, colorful spikes of tufts of fur, you know, coming out of the segments. Mm. Okay. Well. Keep that in mind. Hey, can you help Can you help me? Do you know what is called the egg sacs that roach make? Can you help me pronounce this word? What is called the egg sacs? Spell it. <laughs> the numbles. I'm trying to paste it into the chat now. Oh, God. I think it's like uthake. Huh? Because that's what I'm releasing from my cloaca. Ew. <laughs> cloaca. You just sent us a single word, which is O-O-T-H-E-C-A-E. Let me see. Yeah. Apparently only roaches and praying mantises make them. Oathika or Oathiki. Oathiki. 
Oathiki. Oathioki. Yeah, this is my new nickname. Oathioki. A roach's egg sack sounds like it sounds like something like someone in in the Middle Ages would yell at someone else as an insult, like your mother is a roach's egg sack or something. Mm. Gosh, not the Middle Ages. Someone in terrible uh, Monty Python. (laughs) Okie dokie, Oathioki. That's what you guys have to say from now on. Whenever I say something awesome, Um, do the oathy. And talk with your hips. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, the whole Nabokov trying to figure out what bug Gregor is, what is the point of that? It seems like Kafka intentionally made it ambiguous. So you wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. People love to try to figure out. Look at Cloverfield. Everybody freaked out about what is it? Yeah, but not scholars. <laughs> so Nabokov had tenure. He had so much free time. He did. <laughs> he could just do whatever bullshit thing he wanted. I don't think that means you have lots of free time having tenure. Theo's offended. If you were a white man, with tenure in like the 1950s uh yes you did you had to teach classes and shit hardly ever well you also didn't have long to live you got to get a lot of stuff done anyway what the other thing is that kafka apparently maybe meant for the quote-unquote insect to be not so much a literal insect but more like a metaphor or like <laughs> nah seriously he meant for it to be a metaphor <laughs> no of I'm, I'm trying to think of a different word okay i'll just stick with metaphor a metaphor for like the grotesquely injured bodies of of men coming home from war oh okay oh. i guess that makes sense oh yeah okay i get it now wait i have a piece of evidence that refutes nabokov about it being a dung beetle okay it's the size of a bed. <laughs> yeah, dung beetles notoriously are not the size of beds. <laughs> Why don't you give like a an overview of the entire first section and I won't butt in this time because I gave way too many details last time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'll just do a quick plot summary and then we'll talk a little bit about the story. Basically, okie dokie, so only okie, jump okie. in if I, if I get something really wrong because I want to blitz through this. All right. No, are you sure we shouldn't jump in to say okie dokie, okie dokie? <laughs> like Jackie just did. Okay, sure. Do that if you need to. See, this is already a better episode. <laughs> All right, so, so Gregor wakes up and he's a bug. And this is the only part that I actually found funny, which is him being like, oh my gosh, I have to go to work so early. (laughs) He can tell that he's a bug, but he's not like, oh, well, fuck, I'm a bug. He's just like, ugh, (laughs) I don't want to get up. (laughs) Again? (laughs) No, he doesn't say again, but he does say that is almost as unfortunate as the fact that I'm really tired and I don't want to get out of bed. So he spends a little time thinking like, oh, I'm a, like, I'm a cloth salesman, but I have to work so hard. And like other salesmen, they don't have to work hard like I do, but I have to get to the office. I was supposed, like, I already missed my first train. Maybe I can make the second train, but I need to go ahead and get out of bed. And then we hear that he's like on his shell and he's like wobbling and he has these tiny little legs and he's wiggling back and forth trying to flip over and and he can't flip over. (laughs) And he spends like two hours doing that. I think I said last time he spends many pages (laughs) just trying to get flipped over. Mm -hmm. At various points, his family members come by to check on him. Like his mom knocks on the door and she's like, didn't you want to take the train? Like, didn't you miss your train? And at this point, he responds to her, and in the narrative, the impression that I got at least 
was that he is speaking intelligible words because it says that when he's talking, there's like a kind of like a high pitched buzzing sound underneath his voice, but that because it's being heard through like a thick wooden door, if he speaks slowly and distinctly, it seems like his family understands what he's saying. Yeah, we should clarify his mom knocks on the door but doesn't open it because it's locked. So all this is taking place while Gregor is locked inside the room and no one can see him. Right, he's in his family's apartment right now, but apparently he does spend a lot of time on the road. So his dad checks on him, his sister checks on him, and he's like trying to get out of bed and he can't. And that eventually it's apparently it's before it's like before 8 a.m., right? Yeah. He was supposed to catch the 5 a.m. train and it's about seven when. But he can't make the seven either. And I think it's I think it's like between seven and eight. Mm-hmm. His general manager shows up at his house to be like, hello. Hello. <laughs> you were supposed to be on that train, which how do they even know that he's not? I feel like that's unrealistic. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what he says in the story, too. He's like, I can't believe this guy came here. You think that's what's unrealistic about this? <laughs> yeah, I don't believe this story anymore. The only part Theo doesn't buy. That is the right time. because Not that it really matters, but because he's like, don't worry, boss. Like, I can still get on the 8 a.m. train. And he's just thinking to himself, like, all right, I can get it together. I can get it together. Like, they're talking to me. You know, they're telling me I should go to work. That probably means things are going to be fine. It's all right that I'm a bug. So the general manager shows up and he, like, kind of scolds Gregor and says stuff like, oh, you know, you haven't been a great worker lately. You haven't been making your sales goals. And at this point, Gregor gets really angry because he's like, well, that's not fair. (laughs) hello and he goes on this he does this long speech where he's like no actually like i'm a good worker and don't talk like that in front of my parents please and all this other stuff and we find out then that the family on the other side of the door they're like wait that was an animal squeaking like that is not gregor something's terrible like he must be sick or something so they decide they're going to they send his sister greta to get a doctor and a locksmith and when he hears that he's like oh that's too much trouble i'll just open the door myself so he finally manages to get out of bed and he like walks over and with his like bug mouth he grabs the lock or the key in the lock and he turns it and it injures him and there's like gross like bug juice running out of his mouth Mm. did you guys drink bug juice when you were kids by the way when you said bug juice just now a memory got triggered where i was like that was a thing yeah but i don't i don't remember drinking it i never had it but the packaging was really enticing refined (laughs) i wouldn't say refined i've i think i had bug juice a couple times and it was like normal sugar juice basically bug juice Well, that's also what bugs like, so that makes sense. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's not supposed to be from bugs. It's supposed to be for bugs. (laughs) Classic mistake. It's like when when Theo almost bought that reptile supplement. Yeah. (laughs) He thought it was made out of reptiles. No, he thought it was crickets. He thought it was cricket flour, which it is, but it's it's for reptile consumption. I know I know that. I was making a joke based on the thing I had said. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. So so he opens the lock and while he's opening the door, he's thinking like, okay, well, as soon as they see me, I will finally know how I should be reacting to being transformed into a bug, basically. (laughs) If they freak out. I'll know, hey, I don't have to go to work. And if they accept it, then I'll know this is a totally normal thing to happen and I'll just put my clothes on and go to work. 
So I, you almost get the sense he'd much prefer to just not have to go to work, though. Like, I want this to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And hey, lucky for him, it is a problem mm, because yeah, the general problem. manager, when he sees him, like freaks out and like starts backing away. And the whole time Gregor is like walking towards him being like, hey, hang on, man. And at first, Gregor tries to stand on his hind legs and walk this giant bug. And then he kind of loses his balance and falls and he lands on all of his little legs. And he thinks like, oh, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> this. This is way easier. <laughs> so he's trying to stop the general manager because he's like the whole time he's kind of squeaking and being like, wait, you don't leave without promising me that you'll tell the boss like that you'll put in a good word for me that I'm still trying and I'll go to work. I'm still trying. And the manager runs away his mom and dad are freaked out and he kind of tries to talk to his mom and his dad i think she faints well she like goes to his dad to kind of hide basically yeah maybe she collapses i don't know about fainting but i do think she kind of drops to the floor so the dad picks up a cane and is like brandishing it at gregor and pushing him backwards back up the stairs and into his room Mm -hmm. gregor is having a hard time because like little bug legs are not meant to go backwards and he's thinking I wish my dad would let me turn around, (laughs) but I don't think he will. So he's having a hard time at first, but then finally he does manage to turn around. The problem is when he gets to the door, his room has double doors and only one of them is open and he's like too big to fit through. So he has to kind of wedge himself sideways and he gets stuck and he's like dangling and his dad, you know, forcefully shoves him in the room and slams the door shut and while he's shoving him Gregor's body gets like scraped up against the side and leaves like bug bits on the door frame and he's injured again. <laughs> Do you guys ever have bug bits? Yeah, I was about to ask. Is that another snack? Yeah. Classic kids no, snack. It <laughs> it's bacon bits but they make it out of bugs. No, yeah. did you guys ever eat those you know, cricket lollipops when you went on field trips? I had one. I had one from the science museum for a long time. I never ate it. Theo, what about you? I saw my brother eating one, but I don't know how it turned out. So you didn't eat one. Do you think that cricket's still alive in there? Mm-hmm. And, you, and you're freeing it? You free it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but are you supposed to eat the cricket at the end? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Or in the middle. Yeah, anytime you want. What does it taste like? Yeah. Didn't you ever see those commercials? A one, a two, crunch. <laughs> crunch. <laughs> well, have you guys ever eaten bugs before at all or no? Um, Not on purpose. No. I've eaten bugs a lot of times. I heard a really good way to eat ants, though. What's, What's that? Like, turn into an ant eater and, like, stick your long tongue out and wiggle it around in the ant hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw this ant eater do this really great way of eating ants. Yeah, because when I try, it takes forever. <laughs> if you want the vitamins but don't particularly want the taste of the ant, you just collect a few in a little pill. Like, you, you can have two sides of a pill capsule and you collect them and then you swallow it. And they're alive. Yeah, but your your tummy acids fix them up right well how many vitamins will a couple ants have (laughs) yeah like why don't you just take a vitamin Uh, instead of dissolving some ants alive where did you hear this idea (laughs) did like your childhood bully tell you this as a as a kid and like just thought yeah theo's gonna believe this first you feed the ants lots of vitamins so then they're vitamin rich and then you take the pill it's actually i've heard of this it's a really effective way to take a bunch of vitamins and make them almost useless (laughs) (laughs) really just dilute their efficacy no uh this guy i knew told me his grandparents did it how many times like in in the dust bowl or uh i don't know he was chinese so 
Okay, so probably not the Dust Bowl. Well, it probably wasn't for <laughs> was it for the vitamins of the ants or did what else could it be for? Think they had some other benefits. Oh, I don't know. I mean, was it like a medicine thing? <gasps> Maybe they wanted a little ant colony forming inside their body, like ants tunneling into their organs and stuff and making little tunnels. That and... is, I guess, the best way to achieve that, right? I guess so. Uh, mm. mm. You probably wouldn't want to put them in a capsule. Well, here's my thing. Kafka thought that this story was. <laughs> Kafka wrote this story with the intention of it being funny, and apparently he would, like, perform it for his friends. Mm -hmm. Not perform it, but he would, like, read from it to his friends, and the room would howl with laughter. And I can kind of see that. Like, reading it or just hearing about it, even, you don't really get the sense of it. But I can imagine if he was reading it and he was doing, like, with his little, like, half praying mantis, half Michael Scott face, you know, just, like, Mm. scuttling around and and things like this. I think it could be pretty funny. I mean, also, he was so hot, and you know. (laughs) Yeah, I'll laugh at anything a hot guy says. One of my coworkers who's younger than me, she was, she's Gen Z, she was like, you know, my friends and I have this thing where we think to ourselves, like, if we ever think a guy is hot, we have to stop and take a step back and think, now, is he hot or is he just funny? What? And in this case, we could put it backwards. Like, is he funny or is he just hot? Oh. Wait, is he hot or is he just funny? You, your brain doesn't automatically make that distinction? No, I don't think so. Think about Jackie and Nathan Fielder. Yeah. Or Jackie <laughs> and uh, Franz Kafka. <laughs> okay. Or me and, like, most anybody. One of them is hot, one of them is funny? No, no I mean, like— one is hot, but Jackie insists that they are. What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, oh, I th- I thought you meant Jackie and Nathan. That was a pair, and one of them was hot, one of them was funny. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, we're both funny and both hot, but thank you. Um, I don't know where to take that. No, I mean, <laughs> like, if you just saw, like, Nathan Fielder or John Mulaney, like, working at a car dealership, and, like, they weren't funny, you wouldn't think they were hot either, right? I have to say, I'm sorry, Nathan, I still would love to get you on the pod, but... <laughs> I don't think he's hot now. I'd pro- you know what? I'd probably still think he was hot at a car dealership. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is an actual thing, is it? It is. The article that I just read about Nathan Fielder, because his his new show just came out, by the way. <laughs> not, a, not a sponsor. Um, I wish. Oh, damn. I wish he was. Again, it like the article itself mentioned like he had like, I, again, I don't want to say it because I didn't make this up. But the ar- the author of this article said he has like some kind of like weird erotic draw that like everybody loves him. What? I didn't say that. You have said it. Are you sure you didn't accidentally scroll down to the next article? And it was talking about some super hunk like uh, who's a super hunk? Go on, Theo. John Cena. Uh, John Cena. <laughs> Get Lindsay Kelk on here to talk about John Cena. Who I always think is Channing Tatum. I can't tell them apart. Well, I, I could imagine if Kafka's reading this story, he's probably riffing on it as he's reading it. So I'm just like looking at some quotes from it. Like when it says, how about if I sleep a little longer and forget all this nonsense? That's what she said. Yeah. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. I could see what? how he would get the room cackling. I guess I could see if he had a great delivery, sure. But the, yeah. oh, oh, we didn't talk about, so can we all talk about our experience with this story, like in the past? Oh, let's do a. Let's do a quick shout out. Yeah, let's do a Kafka. quick shout out to, no, to our new patron. <laughs> and then we'll talk about our past experience with the metamorphosis. Wait, I was, I was going to read you the thing that I didn't 
that I didn't say myself. About Nathan Fielder? Okay. okay let's look up Nathan Fielder erotic. No, Nathan Fielder erotica. <laughs> no. It said something like, there's a lot of think pieces devoting to finding the source of his inexplicable attractiveness. And then the next line is, but maybe it's not so inexplicable. And then they explain it? And then they explain it. <laughs> do, they, do they do a picture of his face and body and show the proportions? Yeah, it's from the Claw of Shame episode. No, they don't show any pictures, I'm pretty sure. All right, let's move on from that. What were we talking about? You're talking about how Kafka would uh, read it to everyone who was trying to make it funny? Wait, let I would like us to thank our patrons. We didn't finish the conversation we were having. He thought it was a funny no, book. No, that's fine because we want people We want people to be like, oh, let's get back to it. So they'll listen and be like, oh, okay, come on. Oh, okay. But this is like a midpoint thing you're talking about, Rachel? Yeah. I'm trying to do a oh. midpoint thing. Midpoint. Why don't we take once. a break? Yeah. As the producer, I suggest we take a break. Thanks. Good idea, Pio. <laughs> Put that at the part where I'm like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. And then it's like, take a break. <laughs> we got to take a break. Jackie has to go take a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I would like to thank our new patron, Carrie. Oh, Hello. Carrie. Carrie is my cousin. They're all going to laugh at you. No, no. <laughs> They're all going to laugh with you, Carrie. She's seen that movie, right? Carrie's my cousin, and she signed up to be a patron after we spent some time together this summer at the beach, which was really fun. So thanks, Care Bear. I've never called her Care Bear before. Wow. We really appreciate you being a patron. What about this? Okie dokie, karaoke. Ooh, I like that one better. That one's less gross. Thank you, Carrie. And also <laughs> Raph, because Raph is Carrie's husband, and I think he's actually the the catalyst behind signing up for, for patronage. But, you know, they're a unit. So thank you both. We really appreciate it. Behind every great woman, there's a man uh, something something. <laughs> Making her spend money. <laughs> Steals yeah. her credit card and sponsors our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Carrie. They're not all going to laugh at you this time. Not this time. Yeah, but you cancel your support. <laughs> Bucket of pig's blood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I hope that Carrie and Raph are enjoying our bonus content. And I, and I hope that they've seen the movie Carrie. Because <laughs> otherwise it's not going to make any sense. Or that they're not litigious in terms of threats. <laughs> if you would like to pull a Carrie... And by that, I mean, listen to our bonus content. Murder an entire high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's never heard these jokes before, guys. Look, if yeah. you'd like to pull a carry yourself, I recommend that you, audience member, should go to patreon.com slash fire the cannon and consider becoming a patron yourself for $3 a month or more. You know, you can do a higher tier, but anything above $3 a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. And we've been releasing at least one bit of a... Uh, episode bonus episode a month i think there's gonna be two in one month coming up pretty soon uh right theo i guess so <laughs> all right well anyway could you wait theo could you say that and not sound terrified <laughs> <laughs> is there like another episode i need to edit that i don't know about <laughs> you remember the the little discussion we had with ah. our recent guest author sarah gailey you're gonna take our convo with them and we already put that out it's already out I put it out. Oh, it is out. Oh, okay. Now I fully understand your tone and everything. She said it in a conspiratorial way, but yes, it's already happened, Rachel. <laughs> okay, well, it was this month. This month was the month. <laughs> yeah. The bonus episodes are very silly. They're very funny. And I tell each of these episodes, 
They're all going to laugh at you. (laughs) (laughs) In a good way. They're silly and funny, but also sometimes they are actually informative. Sometimes they're just silly, but sometimes they're informative. Um, Like I did one about the debauchery of Pope Alexander VI. There were no jokes in that one. (laughs) Not a single one. It was was fucking serious as a heart attack. Mm -hmm. We actually had to recreate all of his debauchery ourselves and report back. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we would have liked to have done that. Also, we can't afford it. (laughs) Um, Unless we get more patrons. (laughs) Yeah, right. I can hire at most you know, 13 to 14 prostitutes a night, not 50. Um, <laughs> we need more uh, $25 a month. <laughs> yeah, we need more king patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can become more Pope-like. Yeah, yeah we also <laughs> are going to do another one that's like um, a nonfiction episode about Rachel's favorite nonfiction book. And then I thought I might like to do one about Freud because Rachel said Freud was wrong about everything. But I can think of like maybe one thing he was right about. Maybe two things. Ooh. So. That every woman wishes she had a penis. Okay. <laughs> We got them. Oh, really? It's the one thing he was don't right about. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I'm so glad I don't have a penis. Like, I'm really happy about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what you're missing. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm not going to comment either way. Back to the episode. <laughs> so, Jackie, what was that thing that you were like, we're in the middle of it? <laughs> Wait, we just <laughs> That encourages you to keep talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it was just that Kafka intended the story to be funny. So, oh gosh, I said in the last episode that I read this story when I was in middle school because I saw it and I recognized the name Kafka, and it was so short that I was like, oh, I could read this classic. And I read it, and I was like, I don't like this at all. But do you like it now? Well, you'll have or to find we out save in the your next judgment. episode. Okay. Yeah, Theo, what about you? Have you read it before? I read it in high school. And didn't like and it. And you didn't like it. I didn't like it as the metamorphosis. I did like it as the transformation. Right. Well, we were surprised by this because we thought you would love the weird bug man. To me, it didn't feel like it was enough about him being a bug. Apparently, it's not about him being a bug. So maybe that's why you didn't like it. Well, do you think it could also be a metaphor for puberty? Um, yeah. Well. He's leaking sure. fluids. Ew. <laughs> I'm really glad I don't have a penis. He doesn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> His dad beats him with a cane. Yes, yes. All formative experiences. People tell him he's being lazy. Oh, you're right. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. He, oh, he's trying to talk, but his mouth is all squeaky. Uh-huh. It's like when uh-huh. his voice cracks. I think this is totally puberty. Uh-huh. He's leaking fluids. <laughs> you already said that. <laughs> I know. You guys had such a bad yeah, reaction. Apparently <laughs> leaking fluids was a really salient part of puberty. Yeah. Him. Oh, I guess he puts up this tough exterior like most teenagers do. Uh-huh. But actually he's easily injured. <laughs> he wants to go backwards, but he's stuck going forwards. That's another puberty thing. Are you okay? (laughs) Have you gone through puberty? (laughs) (laughs) Have you gone through puberty or have you gone through something much worse? (laughs) Come on, we all remember puberty returning to bugs. I mean, I guess puberty is when you start leaking more fluids, but it also just never stops. Like you just- Jackie. What? Not me. What are you talking about? You mentioned it first. No, he didn't. I know. (laughs) It sounds much worse when you say it. It's like really nasty when you say it. When Theo said it, it was like light and charming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so light and charming when Theo said it. Yeah, because I have a sort of naivete about me. Yeah. So uh, basically, let me let me just cover a couple other things that we talked about last time. Mm. Are you going to go more in depth about the fluid leaking? or no. I guess not, because I tried to say something and you both were like, ew, Jackie, and then just change the topic. I mean, it's fine if I say it. <laughs> no, listen. Okay. Number one is that 
we learn from his family's thoughts periodically little facts about Gregor and we learn he never goes out like when he's staying with his parents he goes to bed early stays home on weekend nights and like reads the newspaper his only hobby is whittling yeah which we find out because when the boss comes to his house and is like you've been kind of sucking lately his mom is like no that's not true he never does anything he's a good boy yeah. Which, like, how embarrassing. That your mom has to defend you? That your boss comes to your house and your family has to be like, come on, he's no fun. He doesn't have any girls. He yeah. stays in all the time. Oh. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't do a thing. One of the things he whittled was, a like, a gilt picture frame. And inside the picture frame, he has a photo of a woman he doesn't know that he cut out from a magazine. And she's wearing, like, a fur coat and hat and like a scarf or like a muff or something so anyway so it's very weird of him and kind of like a a, to me a very sad detail that the one photo he has in his room is some model that he doesn't know and it's like in a frame that he made wow yeah so we also find out that he he was a soldier he was a second lieutenant in the army and then we also know that his parents the reason he has to work for this company is that his parents did some kind of deal and they owe a lot of money to the company, so he has to be a salesman for them for a while to kind of pay off the debt. Yeah. We also know that his family, so no one else in his family works except him, but they're doing pretty well because they have at least two servants and they have a large apartment with like multiple bedrooms mm-hmm. and multiple floors. They're doing pretty well from his salesman's salary, mm-hmm. even though he's being like worked to the bone. And he does say like, I could have paid off the debts faster if I had just, you know, put more of my money towards the debt instead of like buying these things. But, you know, whatever. I'm trying to be nice to my family. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Good bug. He's a good bug. Oh, I mean, that's, that's what we've got. I do really like Gregor and I feel so bad for him. And I'm like... I wish I was there. I could have helped him out. If I was his friend, he never would have turned into a bug. That's my take on it. Really? But he doesn't have any friends, Rachel. He just has, well, unless you are that woman in that picture, which we, you know, we don't know. I would be his friend. I would be his friend. I mean, I don't want to spoil it. I don't think I will spoil it. But right now in this first section, I want to be his friend. He's he's trying his best. He's like, you know what? I'm a bug, but I can keep working. Do we think this is also like condemnation of work? Because we know that Kafka hated work. Like, he hated the whole idea that you have to go out and, like, do something stupid to make money and survive. Which, I agree. He would be, like, an our anti-work kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it. It seems like it's it's an indictment of, yeah, the work culture at all. Hmm. That he's like, all right, well, I just got to make the best of this so I can go, you know, get that paper. Get that paper. His grind set is tight, as we said. I don't usually say that, but that's okay. I say that every day. His grind set is tight. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end the episode then. And let's end it. Um, can I tell you guys something funny that was that happened today? Yeah. Sure. Not a this isn't like a super, super funny story, but it was really awkward. <laughs> so I was um walking around at a little market outside today and it was super, super hot out. Mm-hmm. And so before I got in my car, I thought, I'm just gonna pop into this store that is like near where I parked and I'm just gonna like cool down in the air conditioning for a little bit. So I don't get in my car all sweaty and stuff. So I went in this store and it's like a very fancy, like modern furniture store. And you don't even buy the furniture in the store. That's how fancy it is. You just go and like look at it and sit on it. And then like you order it. And the guy like, I'm the only person in the store and it's this guy in there and he's like telling me all about their process and like the designers and like how everything works. And it's like, you know, these things take about 16 weeks to come in with the exception of this designer and that designer. 
and he's like dropping their names as though I'm supposed to know what they are. And I'm like, okay. You went into the place to get cool by the AC and then you started talking to a salesperson? He was just sitting there in the store and he was like, hello, can I help you? And I was like, no, I wasn't going to say no, I'm just here to get cool and bring my sweaty, nasty body into your nice furniture store. I was like pretending, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to look around, whatever. Okay. Because I'm the only person there. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go walk around. And he was like, okay, cool. Have fun. So I went to the back of the store and I'm looking at everything. And again, I'm just like trying to like cool down a little bit. But at the very back of the store, there was like this model kitchen and there were like all kinds of like fabric samples and tile samples and stuff. And there was a shelf at the end of the counter that had like some books on it and also like some folders with papers. And I was like, okay, clearly those folders are like their papers. They're not for sale. But I was like, well, these these are design books. And then they also had on the shelf like a set of coasters that were printed with the mugshots of different famous celebrities. So there was David Bowie and Prince and Snoop Dogg and some other person I didn't recognize and Jimmy Hendrix. And I was like, okay, well, I love this David Bowie picture. I think it's like such a good picture. I love David Bowie. This would be a great coaster to have. So I, you know, pick it up and turn it over. It says $5.95. And I was like, okay, I can afford that. So I bring it up to the front and I'm like, cool, this is great. I'm going to like have a reason for coming in here and not just like waste his time. So I bring it up to them and I was like, hey, like I totally fell in love with this. Like, can I buy it? And he looks at me with this like weird look. And I was like, oh, or do I have to buy the whole set? And he was like, uh, no, that's just ours. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. It has a price tag on it. He's like, where did you even find that? And I was like, I don't know, it was on a shelf. It's a store. It has a price tag on it. <laughs> that's ours. Wait, where did you find that? <laughs> yeah. He was like, that's just ours. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, I'll go put it back. And he's like, yeah, like, where did you even find that? And I was like, it's on a shelf. So I went and go put it back. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. Goodbye. But you had it in your purse as you were leaving? No, I didn't. Yeah. But it just, oh. it seemed like I was like snooping in their personal stuff. And I just like took this person's like personal coaster. <laughs> you were like actually in the break room <laughs> it was a whole kitchen setup yeah. <laughs> had a fridge and had a microwave coasters <laughs> well and i i don't know i totally misinterpreted the situation i thought well i don't want to buy like all these other coasters because i thought it would be weird to like be a white woman decorating my house with like mug shots of black men so i'm like i'm gonna pick the david bowie one because i like that one and i was like oh the reason he's making a weird face at me is because i didn't get the whole set maybe i should go get the whole set mm. turns out no those were not for sale <laughs> why would i have thought that this store where like everything is $20,000, I could buy like a five ninety five coaster. Well, why did they have a price tag on it? Maybe they bought it themselves and that's how much it costs. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they're doing a serious upsell if they're going to sell it for 20000 <laughs> Maybe for 20000 he would have sold it to me. I don't know. I think he should have just taken it at that point. If he was like, that's not for sale, I'd be like, okay, great. Bye. And then I just stick it in my purse and leave. <laughs> Great. Yeah. You know, I just feel like when someone makes an awkward mistake like that, you should like laugh it off with them instead of just being like, where did you get that? <laughs> I mean, doesn't he know the rule that basically anything that isn't chained to the ground is free for the taking? Mm-hmm. Is that the rule? I think so. Yeah, like right. boxes of cereal, like giant boxes of cereal and you're on spring <laughs> It's in break. the Constitution. It was a bag, not a box. <laughs> it's in the Constitution. A trash bag, a huge trash bag. <laughs> it's a shame we had to throw away all these Apple Jacks. 
Mm-hmm. I should have, you know what? I should have doubled down on it. I feel like that's what Gregor does in this, in the metamorphosis or the transformation. I feel like he's like, this is fine that I'm a bug. That is secondary to the important part, which is that I'm trying really hard. I feel like I should have just doubled down and been like, take his own like plate of lunch away from him that was eating and be like, well, is this for sale? And then I'll like take his hat off his head and be like, well, is this for sale? Can I have this? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what can I buy in here? Okay. You did it wrong. You should have started with the clothes he has on. And he's like, no, these aren't for sale. And then you move to the coaster. So then he's like, well, I guess by comparison, that seems better. Yeah. Okay, fine. I guess you can have that. Mm. Yeah. Or like tear a chunk out of the floor and say, can I have this? I fell in love with this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that was my thing. So don't do that, guys. I'm just picturing. So you're like soaking wet, carrying (laughs) this coaster up to him asking to buy it well and we had had this conversation so i kind of thought we were buds and so i didn't just say like oh how much is this i was like i fell in love with this can i buy it (laughs) and then he like reacted so badly and i was like but i just told you i was in love with this coaster you're a menace you're a fiend (laughs) if that had been me on the other side of the table i would have felt so awkward i would have been like yeah 5.95 please Yeah, all these people think they can just purchase love. I have one thing to say. Last night, we went to a Josh Groban concert, and my mom had gotten tickets for us because she got them for free through this veterans thing. And I was like, I don't know if Steven's going to want to go. So I said, Steven, my mom wants to know if you want to go to a Josh Groban concert. And he said, Josh Groban? Fuck yeah. And he was <laughs> serious. Well, really? Yeah. Why not? Because he's a fan of him from a TV show he did, like a one season TV show he did on Netflix called The Good Cop. So he's actually a fan of Josh Groban's <laughs> acting and had never heard him sing before, really. <laughs> when everybody was like yelling out songs they wanted Josh Groban to do, was he like, season one, episode two? <laughs> yeah, he was. You know, he was kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm excited to hear him sing it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I'm surprised that the show wasn't called like Groban It Up or something, you know? Groban It Up. It was called The Harmony Tour. Yeah. Like they could have made more use of his name. You don't even know what it was called. I mean, it's kind of a, it's kind of a horrible name though, Groban. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys this which is he's a huge dweeb and a dork steven no josh groban if he was in our friend group if he was a guest on the podcast he would be the least cool one of all of us despite being like a very famous wealthy guy really (laughs) yes and i think we could get him on the pod so steven should be more excited about hanging out with us than he is maybe yeah yeah no he doesn't get excited based on coolness do you want to go to a jackie concert Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah she's so much cooler than josh groban wait who's the josh who plays who's like a famous violinist joshua bell joshua bell yeah yeah totally different guy i don't think we can get josh groban wait no. do i know who josh groban is we i think we could get josh groban on the pod you raise me up. Yeah. Yeah, he sings like opera arias and like Christmas songs and stuff. Yeah. He was on The Office, right? I don't think so. He was not on The Office. Josh Groban? He played Andy's brother. Josh Groban did? Oh. Oh, because he's a better singer than Andy. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. I guess he just likes acting. My mom saw him in person once. Well, he was checking into a mid-level hotel with his mom. And he was, like, waiting in line like everyone else. (laughs) Aw. Really? Yeah. What a well-behaved man. What a loser. (laughs) Never do anything with my mom. One time, my boyfriend and I, Joshua, we went to a Joshua Bell concert. And Joshua Bell was, like, taking... My boyfriend and I, Joshua. (laughs) 
<laughs> my boyfriend and I, Joshua Groban. Myself, Joshua, <laughs> and my boyfriend, Jackie. Joshua Bell is a violinist who we went to go see at a concert, and he was taking pictures with people in the in the like lobby afterwards. And I was gonna get a picture with him oh. and post it on Facebook and say, "Upgraded my Joshua." You, if, yeah, you like give him the moonstone, and he evolves into Joshua Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I had to borrow my mom's laptop and it's almost out of storage, so I gotta go. I'm gonna hang up now. Maybe you guys can do the closing thing. Okay, bye. Have fun. Don't turn into any monstrous insects, just like fun and cool ones. Bye. Oh, no, my thing didn't record it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's not funny. (laughs) 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 All right. I hope you loved this episode, audience. This was about a book called The Transformation by (laughs) Franz Kafka. You learned about the book. You learned about us. Objectives included section one of The Metamorphosis. Please rate and review if we met the objective. One to five. Five being agree strongly. Let's say if... No, that was about to be a stupid thing I was going to say. Oh, I said a stupid thing. Why don't you say one too so I'll feel better? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm only going to say smart shit. Okie dokie, the okie. Um, so why don't you check us out on social media? We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have Instacart. No. We have YouTube. Yeah, right? Instacart we- will come right to your house and we'll read you a little bedtime story. That would be an expensive Instacart. I just have to let you know. <laughs> you can order us on Instacart if you do the Kroger in Eflin, North Carolina. I'm just kidding. Uh, what's Instacart? <laughs> Isn't it grocery delivery? Yeah, it is. Well, why were you looking at me like that? It was just funny because I don't know. <laughs> what is Eflin, North Carolina? Do they even have- I don't know. Normally people laugh when something's funny, but you were looking like I was an idiot. <laughs> I was just really confused. I don't know. I don't feel like any of us- It's better to say something specific. Uh, anyway, check us out on Instacart, Uber- uh, we're on DoorDash, uh, uh, LinkedIn. Um, we also have a smaller pre- presence on uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. You can find us there at Fire the Cannon Pod. Yeah. You can also go to our website, which is firethecannonpod.com. You can. You can also email us at firethecannonpod at gmail.com. But mostly we do like to hang out on the New York Times crossword app. And um. <laughs> you can find me on Mafia Wars. <laughs> Ten years ago. Uh, Join so, my farm on Farmtown. Farmville? What was it called? <laughs> Farmville. Um, well, check us out on patreon.com slash firethecanon. We have a lot of fun extra episodes there, and we also have some fun perks. All right. Oh, shit. We do have to do one other thing, which is we have to call out the person who was successfully able to answer Edward's riddle. Yeah, what the heck? Ready? Yeah. That was actually one of the most fun things. So Edward, who is one of our patrons, sent us an email several weeks ago with a Fire the Cannon-centric riddle. And it was, Theo, if you're ready. The riddle was, what do you say about someone who collects all types of soap? And the answer, like I said, was podcast central, specific to something we say a lot in our podcast. And Theo said, no one's ever going to get this. And I secretly agreed with him, <laughs> but I, I humored Rachel anyway and had a, had a call go out to you guys to see who could figure out the answer to this thing. But astonishingly, someone did know the answer. And that someone was Jeff, who is one of our very favorite patrons, although we don't play favorites. It's kind of like our kids. You don't have favorites. But some of them are your very favorites. But some of them do email you way more than your other kids. (laughs) 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 And we like that. We really like that. We like Jeff. Um, And so Jeff 
Um, <laughs> and some of them actually listened to my podcast as well. They actually made the jump. Uh huh. Being Jeff, everybody should listen inside the mind of a child genius. This is just a quick plug. <laughs> you should. And now I full. I I always said this before, but now I really fully agree because I just appeared on Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. My episode hasn't come out yet, but I think it's going to be really funny. Yeah, it's going to be good. Are you going to edit it, Thea? It's mostly edited so far. All right. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Anyway, so Jeff did um, know the answer to the riddle. What do you say about someone who appreciates all type of soap? Uh, they love Dove in all of its forms. Yeah. So. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. And then, uh, yeah, Edward himself still does not know that this has happened yet. But um, we then went back and forth, Edward and Theo and I, like, and maybe Rachel was also involved, like, creating our own little puns out of this and edward just the other day sent a new one and i'm like i didn't know like love is such an easy word to rhyme things with you would think but actually there's not a lot there's like dove glove of that's it that's pretty much all i can think of and then um, i had to make one out of like bro govna govna yeah i said oi bruv <laughs> yeah it's hard <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. We hope we'll see you at Thanksgiving this year. Unlike your other ungrateful siblings who don't even take the time to come visit their own mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hope you loved us. That's Fire the Cannon. We love us, and we also we love out. you. Sugar. Bye. Bye. glitchy this time like I was last time? Gleep glorp, gleep glorp. So far, you're not as bad. Am I? <laughs> I noticed that um, every time we start to talk about the book is when the audio starts getting bad. It's always fine before that. And then it's like, mm. uh-oh, the important part, time to fuck up. Mm. Should I just start by explaining, is that a big bottle of milk, Thea? It's a big old bottle of milk. Is it really? He is drinking a bottle of milk. I'm drinking a Moscow Mule in a can. It's just a white water bottle. Oh, okay, good. Because you know that would be kind of a white supremacist thing. Hmm? To drink milk? Oh, yeah. White supremacists love milk. What? There was like videos of them chugging gallons of white? milk and pouring it on themselves. Yeah. The pouring white. it on no, themselves because... is because they got pepper sprayed in the eyes. <laughs> no, it's because they're like, oh, we're the ones who can uh, break down lactose. None of the rest of you can. <laughs> uh, oh, really? I can do it. No problem. Not like I can. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I break down way more lactose than you do, Theo. You're about like half as good at breaking down lactose as I am. <laughs> <laughs> breaking down lactose. Oh, that's strange because Rachel's half white. I wonder if that, no, that couldn't have anything to do with what he meant. No. <laughs> I wonder if, what if Theo like suddenly becomes a white supremacist just because he's like, you know what? They've got a point. I am pretty good at drinking milk. Maybe they're right about everything else. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'm not super great at drinking milk, but I just do it anyway. Consequences be damned. Just to fit in. <laughs> do you think one of the white supremacists is actually lactose intolerant and they're like sneakily changing it to soy milk? Or they're just like drinking a bunch of it and being like, wow, great meeting, guys. All right, catch you later. And then they're just immediately going <laughs> yeah. home to like poop, <laughs> ride it <Sorry>. out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He like dreams of being accepted for who he truly is. Like a racist guy who can't drink milk oh man <laughs> poignant <laughs> man yeah you have the worst of both worlds